Are the Dallas Cowboys on the verge of making a big move? All that and more this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked, Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, how are you doing today, sir? Doing well. It's combine day, right? It uh, is. We're, we're not just doing interviews today. We're, we're going to see some people do uh, some non-football activities uh, on football fields, which, you know, that's about as good as you get this time of year, trying to see some of these prospects. Uh, and, and just kind of figure out where these guys are going to land in the NFL draft. Yeah, so while we're going to be focusing on the field at the prospects, maybe the most important thing that actually goes down at the oh, combine yeah, is definitely. all the GMs and the coaches are there talking, chatting with agents. Basically, the offseason is playing out now. We just don't know how it's going to happen for a couple more weeks. But late and not, there's been some rumblings out mm-hmm. of Cowboys Nation. and They're out there. You can go find them on Twitter. Uh, it started with maybe our guy Brian brought us on a podcast talking about potentially a big move happening. Seems like uh, one of our favorites, Michael Gelkin, has kind of been uh, digging a little bit, suggesting that something sniffing is, around a little bit. Yeah, maybe it seems like yeah. something's happening. So the idea is the Cowboys are on the verge of completing some time type of big transaction in order to get another playmaker to join Ceedee Lamb. And probably Tony Pollard, who's going to be back on a franchise tag. First of all, before we even talk about players, how likely do you think this is? That's the hard part, right? So I will say this, that the combine to me, when you hear like rumblings and talk at the combine, and and you please tell me if you think I'm wrong. But uh, to me, the combine is one of the few times when you hear rumblings and they it feels like it's true. Yes. Like, because it just feels like, we're before all the chumming we're before all the misdirection of, of, of draft stuff. And, and honestly, you know, like all that stuff, like that ends up coming, that's all about draft prospects. Usually anyways, like this stuff that you hear about teams interest in signing their own or teams interest in signing free agents, those kind of, you know, off season kind of chatter that you hear from all the, the fact that all the GMs and a lot of coaches are all down at Indy and they're talking to media folks. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Guess right. They're going to St. Elmo's. They're going to you know all the all the all the local places, getting a nice big steak, having a couple of scotches in them, yeah. and guess what? Loose lips sink ships. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's it, it happens, and so I do tend to uh, I, look. All of this should be taken with a grain of salt, but I I would say that I am applying less salt uh, to some of the stuff in the combine because I I feel like you're yeah. getting somewhat honest answers at this time. This is the one time of the year that. If you go back, like if you listen to all the rumors and then you go back three months from now, most of the time it ends up panning out because number one, everybody's there. And number two, there's a lot of people listening. 
right? Like mm-hmm. Tom Pelissaro from NFL.com is just everywhere listening to what these yeah. agents and these GMs are saying. So I tend to believe that this is the case, that the Cowboys are working on something to add another playmaker to the offense. They know that last year they were way too reliant on CeeDee Lamb in the passing game. They know that Dalton Schultz is probably going to leave in free agency. They've got to protect themselves somehow. How is that or who is that? That's up for debate. But I do tend to believe that they are trying to get somebody else in here. And and last thing I'll add is, I mean, not to overstate the obvious and not that this only ever really means anything, but Stephen Jones said as much that they wanted yeah. Yeah. to add uh, playmakers. I mean, he literally said that in the in his Indianapolis press conference. So I, I know that we have a tendency to not believe a lot of what Stephen says, and I think that there's pretty good precedent for that at times. But sometimes, you know, they tell you the truth, like just straightforward, and uh, we 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 should hear that. And now that we're hearing kind of, you know, what do you call them? aftershocks? I guess of of, of that comment. I, I think it's time to at least start exploring what they could be talking about. on top of that it just lines up right like yeah it makes they sense. have to yeah. have they have to add another playmaker to this office now if it was yeah. at a different position like hey they're trying to add another all pro cornerback or a pro bowl edge rusher like okay i would be a little bit hesitant to believe that but another playmaker they need one so it yeah it, it lines up now landon let's discuss some potential options and maybe some of the names out there that could uh qualify as a big move next This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and three-pointers drain. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, Landon, let's talk about some potential moves the Cowboys could make. Let's start with some likely ones. So one thing we know for sure is that Brandon Cooks and his agent are in Indianapolis right now trying to work out a trade. Now, we know the Cowboys had interest last year. They didn't quite want to give up a second-round pick for his contract, but Brandon Cooks now going into his age 30 season has base salaries of $18 million this year, $13 million next year. So what's that, $31 million over the next two years. Would this qualify as a big move for you? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it probably would. If you're trading for a guy like that, has some skin on skins on the wall. Brandon Cooks is such a unique player, man. Yeah. I mean, what a what a very oddly unique career he's had, right? He's this guy that has been passed around the league for first round picks for like the last five years because of well, I guess he stayed a couple of years in Houston now, but yeah. where because of you know he has a skill set that's so rare uh, that that it's it's value it continues to be valuable, but he doesn't seem to be a piece that teams also feel necessary to hold on to. For well, and I think the other problem is like he's getting paid like a borderline number one receiver, but he's not. He's really he's a high not. end number two. So every couple of years, teams like kind of feel like, hey, we really like this player, but if we can trade him for a first, we're going to trade him for a first. And so, uh, 
you know, I feel like schematically he might have been a little bit uh, of a f- better fit what they were doing kind of last year. I mean, I, yeah. it depends on how much more like kind of short passing they're going to be doing this year because I, I don't know. I don't know how much Brandon Cooks is going to help you versus some of the other folks that we're going to talk about here. I mean, there. I mean, I think he could create separation with his speed, but I don't know if he's creating quick separation quite like that. You know, yeah. Um, I, I think he would be a, an upgrade, and I think he would be a big move. Uh, I just don't know that I'm as excited about adding him to the roster now as I would be kind of at the end of the year last year when we were kind of trying to make a run and, and needed that specific piece to this offense. So let me let me ask you this. Do you think for Cowboy fans this would move the needle much at all? That's a good question. You know, I I, I think I think it would a little bit because people know his name, you know? And, so. and yeah, I, I mean he you know he's been traded a ton. He's yeah. a, he was a first round pick too himself, mm-hmm. wasn't he? Yep. Two thousand fourteen so, yeah, draft. I, I, I think it, you know, the, if you're looking at what like the common cowboy fan looks for is is they look for name recognition and 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 you know position, and I think that would probably move the needle for a lot of cowboys fans more than it might move it for me, honestly. Yeah, I I, I kind of agree. I if the cowboys end up, let's say it's a third round pick for Brandon Cooks, right, on a two year thirty one million dollar deal, I'd be fine with it. Like I don't I I don't think it would. Get me super excited, but I do think it would be an upgrade over what they had last year. Um, having said that, I don't. I honestly, I don't know if it qualifies as a, a big move, right? As something that I, mean, I don't know if it, if it takes them from being the third best team in the NFC to the number one team in the NFC. Like I, I just don't know if that happens. Another move that's out there that we've been speculating and talking about for a long time is Odell Beckham, who. I would have to assume is close to a hundred percent or getting there. And now that he has, you know, a full off season with the team, Cowboys can actually negotiate with him right now because uh, he's been a free agent for over a year. Does that one move the needle for you? I think a little bit. I mean, I honestly think that <laughs> it's weird, right? I honestly think that they flip a little bit now that we've started the season over and now that we're talking yep. about a different offense. I think last year, if given the choice between Brandon Cooks and Odell Beckham Jr., I might have picked Cooks over Jr. for, for what we were trying to well. do, right? Yep. But now I would say I would prefer Odell Beckham Jr. because if he's healthy, you know, or if he's at least, you know, he's been a, well over a year, past a year. Uh, on his ACL injury, and it'll be almost a year and a half by the time yep. uh, uh, training camp rolls around. Uh, I mean, again, you're, you're talking about one of the greatest slant runners in, in NFL history going into a system that is probably going to be running a lot more slants next yep. year. Um, and, and again, it's kind of a number two receiver in a with yep. a number one receiver uh, resume. Uh, I, I think that 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 has some appeal uh, for the Cowboys, and especially since he can play on a lot on the outside and win on the outside. That allows you to move, continue to move Ceedee Lamb wherever you want to, to to kind of exploit matchups. So, I, I I even though he's a little bit older and he's coming off an injury, I kind of feel like Odell Beckham Jr. may be a better fit for what the Cowboys are going to try to do now, yes. better than he was last year. And on top of all that stuff, the Cowboys can structure a contract however they want right when if they trade for brandon cooks they basically have to do whatever the brandon cooks deal is with unless they re-sign him which that's a whole other problem right, right? um yeah. but 
the challenge with Odell is you just sign him and you figure out a contract, whether you want to do a one-year deal or a two-year deal or a three-year deal with void years. I mean, that part, you have a lot of flexibility. You also don't have to give up a draft pick, right? Yeah. So you can improve your wide receiver core, keep all your picks, and then reinvest them all in your defense to keep your defense good. So I, I'm i not sure Braden Cooks is uh, – I'm not sure Odell is better than Braden Cooks at this point. However, I do wonder if Odell is a better fit and the better option for the way this Cowboys team is kind of going currently. Do you have any idea what the market is probably going to be for Odell? That's the interesting part to me is because if you're getting him at the same price as Brandon Cooks and you're not having to trade for the, the – trade a pick for him and he's probably a better fit, like – so again, Brandon Cooks is owed two years, thirty-one million over the next two years. Yes. Um fifteen point five basically for the next two, a year. So you think Odell's probably going to ask somewhere between fifteen and seventeen? Is probably. what I would guess. Probably. I would probably. I mean, I'd almost pay seventeen for Odell than and pay give... fifteen and five and, and trade like a top ninety pick. Yeah, yeah I kind of sure. agree with you. Um, all right, so those are the two most obvious uh, moves out there. Now we have to talk at least about the guy that Brian brought us brought up on the podcast, because I think that's the name that people have gotten maybe the most excited about. And listen, there's been some rumblings about this for a while. Uh, Stefan Diggs just happens to be the brother of Trevon Diggs. Uh, brought us kind of threw out the idea of the Cowboys trading for, Stefan Diggs, first and foremost, is that something that's appealing to you at all? I think it is. Like, I, I, I'm almost embarrassed to say it, but like, I, I love the way he plays the game, man. And, um, and I kind of think it fits really well with what they're trying to do. He's a savvy guy. He can get open on short routes. He's physical. He's tough. Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like it does make a lot of sense. He's, you know, one thing I don't know off the top of my head is where is he? Is he 28? He's he's 30. I don't like that because especially since his game is kind of not such well, that, like, it could fall off, you know? And, and, and it kind of did last year a little bit. And so. here's the issue with, uh, with Diggs is – he signed a new contract last offseason, but there's only $7.9 million guaranteed left on his contract. I got to believe if he's getting traded, he wants a new deal or he wants more guaranteed money added. So do you want to add $50 million of guaranteed money to a receiver going into his 30s? Probably not. You know, I mean, and again, I, I worry about how well his game continues to translate into his – 30s I, I think he's savvy and i think that will help but it's also one of those situations where he doesn't have like dominant physical skills so you worry that yeah. as those deteriorate that suddenly it, you know it, it really kind of falls off a cliff right so I so yeah i i if are just talking about the player i think Diggs would be an awesome fit with yeah. not only Dak, but just in this offense and with CeeDee Lamb because you can play him on the outside, you can play him in the slot. He gets open. He's good after the catch. The problem is everything else, right? Like yeah. how long do you expect him to perform like a top 10 receiver? Yeah. And why is Buffalo trading him? If they yeah. trade him before June 1st, it would cost them $17 million in cap space. So the only way they're making this trade, the only way – is if you give up a king's ransom, right? And then you're basically giving them a first and a second and something else for Stefan Diggs. 
that's where you start to lose me a little bit. Not to put this on anything, anybody else, but it seems like there is this kind of class of player, the Jalen Ramsey's, the Amari Cooper's, the, uh, you know, these guys that are ultra talented football players, but for some reason they keep getting traded away from the teams that got them, you know? Um, and, and you wonder if there isn't something there that like, we're just not aware of. Right. Um, awesome. and I, I don't, I don't mean to imply that stuff who knows, like, but I, I, it's, it is odd that, that you see these guys who are, you know, like cornerstone type, uh, football players that are constantly kind of on the trading block. So, yeah. um, anyways, I, I, yeah, I, I think all the points you made are, are valid and, and, um, I would love to see it happen, but it, I just don't I know, know how feasible it is. The, the, like the idea of seeing the Diggs brothers go at it and practice yeah, and training camp, that's exciting. But yeah, the reality of the situation may be too difficult to kind of work around. All right. So those are the three names that have been talked about the most. Um, let's get a little wild. No, ready to get some yeah, wild on some it. potential big moves? All right. We'll do that next. All right, Landon. We're talking about potential trade options that the Cowboys could make this offseason to really improve their offense after some rumblings that uh, a big move is on the way. What if the Cowboys want to pair, uh, they want to give Dak Prescott another weapon to pair with CeeDee Lamb, to pair with Tony Pollard, but not necessarily a receiver. What options are out there? We discussed the potential of a Kyle Pitts trade before. I don't know how realistic that is. However, you look at the tight end market, and there's some tight ends out there that I won't be surprised are available via trade. The one that comes to mind for me is Mark Andrews for the Ravens. Only 28 years old, just turned 28 years old, only a $7 million guaranteed left on his contract. The Ravens do need to free up some space if they plan on yeah. tagging uh, Lamar Jackson. What about a first-round pick for Mark Andrews? Yeah, I mean, this is a guy who's been quietly, in some ways, uh, one of the better tight ends in football, especially one of the better two-way tight ends in football, I'd say. Um, and especially if can you consider, like, in in Baltimore, this guy has been, like, one of the main focuses of the offense. I mean, outside of running the football, they, they throw the He's ball been the guy. of their tight ends. He's been the guy. And, and they – the Baltimore Ravens – obviously put a high priority on tight ends and, and you can see that just by looking back to their depth charts the last few years they routinely uh roster three starter level tight ends on their Every teams year. year after year so i that that kind of plays well to the idea that they may be willing to trade a guy like mark andrews because they feel like they probably have in-house options i think the number thing that you mentioned is something that is definitely coming up right now as they're dealing with uh what to do with uh, lamar jackson um, who, from what I understand, from what I've heard, is looking for a fully guaranteed contract. Yep. So um, I, I think that it's it's one of the situations that makes the most sense for a trade. The question becomes like, you know, like I said, Mark Andrews to them is like their number one wide receiver, essentially. I mean, so yes. trading away an asset like that, um, you know, it's there's some psychological aspects to that. I feel like yeah. almost right, especially when you're trying to re-sign your quarterback. Yeah, um, but but here's a couple of things to consider. They drafted two tight ends last year, Isaiah yeah, Likely and Charlie Kohler, and Likely looks like he's going to be awesome. Like, likely, very good. Thank you. There you go. Nice. Um, 
this is one of the weird years where the Ravens don't have a million draft picks. Like we're used yeah. to the Ravens having like 14 draft picks. Uh, right. They only have five in this year's class and they do not have a second round pick because of the Roquan Smith trade. And I just wonder that's Eric DaCosta loves having draft picks. And if he could flip uh, a player and get a first round pick or whatever back and save some cap space, I, I just wonder if that's something that they would be interested in. But as for his fit with Dallas, let's say the Cowboys do make this move. Gotta say, I kind of like it quite a bit because yeah. now you get a tight end that can stretch the field and can make plays after the catch. And is a decent blocker. You know, yeah. he's a true two-way tight end, but he's a two one of the rare two-way tight ends who has real receiving uh, prowess and has yes. is a real threat. Um, so I do, yeah, I like it as well. I mean, it makes a lot of sense schematically. It makes a lot of sense on a lot of levels. Like schematically yeah. for the Cowboys, it makes a lot of sense financially for the Ravens. It makes a lot of sense uh, structurally for what the Cowboys are trying to do to improve their offense. Um, I think he's a mark. I look. I'm as big a Dalton Schultz fan as there is, uh, and I think it's a market improvement at the it's tight end position. Yep. Um, so I, I, I think that it's uh, it makes a ton of sense. Now, I, I honestly think to me the holdup for something like this is. Would would the Ravens actually be willing to do this? Because I think even though it financially makes some sense, I do think there is a psychological element to trading away a quarterback's favorite target uh, right as they're also trying to sign that quarterback long term. Even though that this we're, we're also arguing out of the same side of our mouth that trading away Andrews helps them re-sign. Uh, yeah. The, the reason why I think they would consider it is they literally just did this last year. They traded away yeah, Lamar's true. favorite receiver in Hollywood Brown for a first-round pick. <laughs> I think the Ravens don't care. Honestly, I, I just don't think they care about that kind of stuff. Like, well, we're going to do what's best for our franchise. Maybe, the, I mean, after this morning's Twitter uh, stuff, oh, maybe we can get a trade for Rashad Bateman. <laughs> he doesn't seem I too mean, thrilled to be there either, to be honest. I mean, honestly, maybe. Like, that could legitimately be an option. But – I, I I do wonder if the Cowboys are thinking outside the box a little bit because we've gone over these names a million times at receivers. Like there's just not a lot of options out there, right? Like some of the guys that you would be trading for are already in their thirties with big contracts. Um, the tight end market, there are a couple guys, including Andrews, maybe Kyle Pitts, maybe Darren Waller. Maybe that's the better way to improve the offense and add playmaker uh, alongside CeeDee Lamb and Pollard. Yeah, I mean, I, I look. I, I think it's uh, instead of trying to make one big swing for a wide receiver, you you make two medium uh, medium to large swings at wide receiver and tight end, right? So you yep. trade for Mark Andrews or someone, and then you go sign Odell Beckham Jr. You know, yes. and then suddenly now you've really improved your room, right? Because you've got all those guys. Yes. You've got a tight end, a young tight end group that's improved a lot. Maybe you get some a little bit of something out of Jalen Tolbert. Uh, you, you hope that Gallup is he- a year healthier and could function as as a mm-hmm. as a good third guy. Uh, yeah, I, I think that it, it makes a lot of sense of uh, this being instead of being one big swing that they're two medium large swings that add up to a big swing in the uh, upgrade overall of the offense. It's going to be a wild offseason. We know that. We know that the Cowboys are trying to to do something to make this offense a little bit more explosive. Uh, we shall see what they do over the next few weeks. That is it for today's show. Thank you for making, thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every day. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow to do a little bit of uh, some combine wrap-up. We've got, I think, defensive line and linebackers working out today. That'll be a lot of fun. 
Now make your second listen to Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Damian Parsons and Keith Sanchez provide in-depth coverage of the biggest NFL draft prospects with deep dives into the sleepers and the hidden gems that can change your favorite NFL franchise forever. Find Locked On NFL Draft wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, all part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Go follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I am at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy the combine, and we'll see you guys right back here tomorrow.